Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hi, today I want to talk about how to motivate and inspire the people around you. Uh, Not that I'm an expert in this, but I've just watched some people handle some situations in a very manipulative manner. And it's so fascinating to me because, and I'm sure I've done it before, 100%. I'm not like, you know, done. I haven't arrived with this, but I definitely have just noticed some uh, methods to trying to motivate people around you can be very contrived. And what I like to try to think of is what is my end game here? What is my ultimate goal in this moment with the people around me or with the situation? And that helps me to navigate how to motivate. So I'm talking about your kids, the people in your life, whoever it is that looks up to you. I'm telling you, somebody looks up to everybody. Like even an 11 year old has a six year old that looks up to them. Every one of us have people ahead of us that have gone before us and we have people that are coming up behind us. And it's important for us to look out for each other. And I work with this awesome team of people I talk about a lot, but they have really taught me a ton. Being their leader has taught me so much. And one of the things is to not motivate with fear and not motivate, not motivate with manipulation because it doesn't give the ultimate best response. So I want the people in my life to see a, a real contribution in the projects that we're doing and the lives that we're reaching. I want people to see themselves in that, but I don't want them to be a casualty of my leadership. I never want to say, uh, you really, you know, you change your voice. I really need you to do this. If I don't have you do this, who will do it? Like all that stuff to me makes me feel sick. That doesn't motivate me. So why would I use that to motivate somebody else? Instead, I just try to say, listen, this is open-handed. This is the opportunity. If it's in your heart to do it, I would love it. And if you can't do it, no problem. It's very rare that I'll even use the word, hey, I really need you to do this because I believe that they will get motivated and inspired to do it from somewhere within. And if they don't, I don't really want them to do it. I don't want to have a bunch of people doing stuff out of obligation or because I manipulated them or because I closed my hand as I asked them, you know, it's weird. It's a weird feeling when when people are um, heavy handed with trying to steer steer you. And so in my leadership, I work really hard to genuinely mean it too. Like like we ask the we ask people if they want to be involved in things and even if they say no a hundred times, we still ask the next round and just say, hey, no pressure at all. You're told here's an out, but just in case you want to do it, you're invited. And we kind of include that and that's the culture that we've worked to create and build. And guess what? It shocks us, the people that say yes. Some people will say no six times for six years. And then all of a sudden, this just happened. We go, ask him anyway. Maybe he wants to be included. It's a pleasure to be nominated. Why not be asked? We ask him and he says, yes. And then he says, we're going to be the funny ones. Are you kidding me? Like he not only was excited to be in it, in this production that we're doing, he was saying, taking ownership in it and saying, like, I identify, like, I'm in it. Not only am I in it, I take ownership and it's going to be awesome. Our part is going to be awesome. And that's my goal is to always, like, never burn a bridge. I'm always working unless it's a bridge that needs to be burnt, which in my life, I can think of one. I literally can think of one bridge that needed to be burnt and that's it. So um, 
all the rest of them, I have no problem saying, hi, I'm just reaching out. I know that project didn't work out, but I'm still here. And you're more important than the project. And that's my rule. People are always first. People come before the project. The project will always get done. And I even say that. I say, listen, this is for the long haul. I'm in your life for the long haul. So if you, you, you need to focus on something else in this season, no problem. And you know what? I mean it. I mean that there's not a weird hidden undertone of like, but if you don't do it this time, then you miss out on your opportunity next time. And so I just want to really encourage you because if you build that kind of uh, environment, because I've learned this the hard way, I've definitely motivated a lot of different ways. And I wouldn't even use the word motivated because I don't think it really motivates. You can get people in the room, but do they want to be there? And I think that you want a team of people that are enthusiastic and they're excited, even if they're afraid. You know, we're building this together and I'm going to make a, uh, a contribution that is intentional, you know, like a meaningful contribution. And that's when it's amazing. That's when your team is incredible, is when everybody is excited about it. And the only way that I think that that happens is when your hand is open with your team and you're not, you know, guys, you gotta do this and get up here right now and everybody go, go, go. And I can't, I, I watch, that's hard to sustain and that's hard to come back together with the same team. Like you can see that people turn over really quickly and people are like, I'm all of a sudden unavailable. So I just wanna encourage you, like, I mean, even if people aren't available for a season because they, have school or they have stuff going on with their families. It's no problem. It's not personal. Come on, like let's be professional here. And so it's one of those things, just inspiring and motivating behavioral change through love and through genuine uh, care for people. I feel like is way more effective than all this weird manipulative whiny stuff. It drives me crazy. I don't get it. It's so weird to me. I don't relate to it. And when I watch it, I'm like, oh, who likes that? Who likes that? Like, hey, I need, I really need you to come do this. It's like, ew, who shows up in the room for that? And if they do, do they ever come back and do they want to be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd much rather have those, you know, I'd much rather have five people that maybe aren't even as qualified, but are so willing and excited about this, the project we're working on than 25 people that I pulled in by the, by their ear. You know what I'm saying? So that's something I wanted to talk about is just really inspiring people with love and also identifying what is important to the person you're working with. Not what is important to you, but what is important to them. That's something I work hard. Uh, I actually got that somewhere along the way. I read that somewhere and it helped me shift instead of thinking, well, everybody wants time off or everybody wants money or everybody wants uh, whatever, like what I would want even though those are some pretty generic things that I think everybody wants. <laughs> but some of them want, uh, you know, to go to a movie as a team. That That is fun bonding. Some of them want, so that, you know, they want quality time. Some of them want to be recognized in front of their families. Some of them want to hear that they've done an incredible job publicly, which I try to praise publicly as often as I can, as often as it's appropriate. Um, you, you know, just trying to listen and watch what is actually motivating for this person. And so that I think is makes us a lot more effective with our kids, with our relationships, with our friendships, and just saying, hey, how am I doing? What do you need from me? What can I do to, to be better here? 
And I get good feedback from that. You know, I need communication or actually, I, I hate when people are waiting on me. That is something that I have dealt with in different um, areas I've been involved in. And so we have a phrase like, don't let them, you know, they're not waiting on us. So meaning I, the, my team knows to send any questions, any traffic that is on pause because I need to make a decision. They know that that comes straight to me as soon as possible so that nobody's like, well, actually you said you were going to pick out the colors or actually you said you were going to decide that, or I needed a demo of that song. That's something that I need to do. Actually, I finished it last night. I just remembered. I was going to say, oh no, I need to do the demo of the song for this project coming up. No, I did it. It's, or I did a work tape so they can create a demo. I forgot, but I'm telling you, if I don't want them waiting on me. And so that's something that I learned through experience where I started to have to wait on people and projects would get stopped up. And it's like, wait a minute, we got to keep the flow here. We got to do whatever it takes to keep everybody kind of moving and activated. Also, I will plan a big work day. This is something that I have a lot of fun in, in doing. And I'm the type of creative that also loves to get things done. And I know that there's, it's like a weird crosshair of people. There's a breed of us. And we're, we, I am just as excited about building create, and creating and following up with the idea as I am to actually do the work for it to happen. I'm a freak. <laughs> and so I love it. It is so fun for me. The whole process is fun for me to be involved in. And so I know some creatives just love to create and do it and they live in their colorful world. And then some people just love to be the doers and the hands that build these, these things. And I, I really enjoy both. And so one of the ways that I've learned to be more effective is to create the vision, to build the vision, to see the vision really clearly. So whatever team you're in, even if it's your family, like guys, we're working on unity. So we're all going to be communicating and here's our reward system. And when you are kind to your brother, you get a sticker. And then we, all those things that works on me as an adult. It's always worked on me and I do it with myself. I, I'll have a reward system with myself and I don't have a chart for it right now, but I totally would. <laughs> I'm the type that would, but I keep my goals always before me. I keep my vision before me and that stuff really helps me. It's like, it's not amateur hour over here for me. If I have a goal, I want to look at it. I want to see it. I want to remember it. I want it to be my screensaver on my phone. I want it to be on my refrigerator. I want it to be wherever I go. It helps me to remember where I'm going if I have the map in front of me. And so I think that's important that we all have the same goal of the target of where we're going. And so even let's just bring this up. When I bought my house and uh, we, we were going to have a work day, I got a whole wall. I spent a lot of time on organizing the work day and I probably had 25 people over at my house on moving day. So I had this whole wall that had topic by topic, actually it was room by room of what needed to be done. And it had a box and I had poured over it. What needs to be done? It had a box to check and it was what needs to be done in each room. And so there was the wall and then there were pens and people got to go over and check it off. So this mirror needs to be hung over this bed. This headboard needs to be put together. This this uh, rug goes under the headboard, like all these things. So I, and I had movers, I had professional movers come in to um, do all the heavy lifting, and then I had friends and family that had offered. I'm like, hey, you offered. Hopefully you meant that because I mean everything I say. So if I say, hey, I'm happy to help, I think everybody else means what they say too. But surprise, sometimes people are just saying, hey, come over sometime. They don't really mean it. 
The good news is I don't show up. I'm not the type that said, you said come over sometime. <laughs> there are those people. Bom, bom, bom. For me, um, I'm just, I genuinely mean it. If I offer to help, if I offer to do something, I'm like planning the date in my head. I think that it's really a real thing. So um, those people actually did mean it and they showed up and it was amazing. So I had some Ikea furniture that needed to be put together, which, you know, takes a hundred hours to put one thing together. And I had literally an island, a table, several chairs. I mean, you guys, it was hilarious. So we had a station outside, blankets out on the on my um, on my driveway, and we had a whole crew of people out there. And there's music, and we have food. Way too much food. My mom kept ordering things. She's hilarious. She's so sweet. Nobody will ever go hungry. She is everybody's mom. She is so sweet and thoughtful. So we, it was just an amazing day and it was really special. But I realized if I'm going to have this many people here, I'm going to want to keep them going. And I don't want them to keep coming to me for questions, even though they could, I'll be a lot more effective if I work through all this before they get here. So I had everything laid out, every room, what, what needed to be done. And then people could go over according to their comfort level and according to their abilities. They're like, paint the deck. What does that mean? And I'm like, oh, it's easy. It's like the sponge thing and the stain thing. We're like, I can do that. And so they'd go, I had a team of people out there painting the deck. And then I had a group doing the Ikea stuff. Then I had people in the bedroom. I had a, a group just hanging mirrors. They're very, um, uh, they think like that, where they really are, are meticulous. And so there was a hanging team and they worked together. They ended up partnering up and it, it went really well. They worked together as a team to level things. And it was awesome. And it, I, I only learned that from not giving the vision several times to my team, not having a universal, a universal um, master to-do list, not painting the picture for everybody of where we're going. And then you hear the question a million times. What does it look like? How big is it? This is another thing I, I talked to, uh, you know, you say it's really big. It's really big is not a good uh, description. So I started to learn it's 20 feet long. That's what I need. I need a platform that's 20 feet long and 10 feet tall because really big to me is different than really big to other people. Guys, I've learned this the hard way. So whatever kind of team you're working with, whoever it is that you're you're building with, Make sure that you make the vision clear. Make sure that you have thought through, we need screwdrivers for this project and I better have them before everybody gets here. And get everything prepared for the team before they come. Or if them getting things ready is part of their job, great. But you'll have people sitting around until they are activated. And so I really feel like so much frustration can be cut short as we empower people, inspire people, motivate people and equip people. And the way that you equip people is you actually put it in their hand. Here's the vacuum. Here, I'm gonna plug this in. It doesn't need a bag. This is what you do. You're going to vacuum the floor. If it gets messed up, flip it over. Here are scissors. Cut the weird strings right here. This is what you do. And you equip people and you teach them and train them and raise them up. And people will shock you. You speak up and uh, to people, you speak life to people, you speak destiny, you raise the bar, you raise the standard, and people want to come up higher. They want to uh, be activated. They wanna be better, but we don't challenge each other and we don't um, call each other to greatness enough. And so I just wanna encourage you to do that. Call yourself to greatness first, and then 
call other people to greatness if that's your role and if that's your position and it's appropriate. You know, it's like, really, if it's not, then just let your life be the standard bearer. Let your life, you walk in and people are like, man, I want to do better. I want to put myself together better. I want to show up on time. I want to have extra snacks in my bag for people or whatever. It's like you start, you just be that person that living a life that is a standard bearer, that people just go, man, I want to have better posture. You know, they enter the room and you're like, I want to have better posture. Man, I need to start eating better. Look at them. They, they've got their stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to encourage you. Be, be a person that's motivating. Be a person that's activating. Be a person that's inspiring. And live a life like that. That's the best. That's what people want to follow. Not people that bark at them and manipulate them and say really weird things out of insecurity or because nobody wants to follow them. Be someone that people want to follow. Be someone that people want to be like. And work on yourself and watch how your leadership changes. Watch how how your parenting changes. Watch how your relationships change. When you're full of love, people want to be around you. When you're full of strife, people have to recover. It's terrible. We all do it, though. We're all in this together, and we all have our ups and downs. So I just want to encourage you to learn these lessons from me that I've learned the hard way. And I'll be back to talk more soon. Party! Party!